G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. You're listening to Momentum, a show that helps men succeed in life. And as we delve into this week's topic, a reminder that some of the content may be of a sensitive nature. Now, here's your hosts, Tim and Dez. Well, it is Momentum all around Australia. Really, really appreciate you tuning in once again. And uh, just a quick point to the website before we launch into this week's show, MomentumAustralia.org. If you'd like to give us some feedback, maybe ask us a question, check out a podcast or two, or even consider supporting this ministry, which goes all around Australia, MomentumAustralia.org. My friend, colleague, and co-host, Des Kennedy, is with us once again. Des, how are you? Indeed he is, and I'm very well, thank you. It's a, a lovely way to be introduced. What was funny about that? <laughs> no, no, just, I'm just in a good mood, it's all good. So uh, the other thing I want to say is that we do have a support line for men. You know, we're so blessed to have this uh, Momentum Care Line. The number is one 800 men or 636. And the service is provided by our friends at Caroline Connections, and you can reach out to them seven days a week from 9am to 11pm, 1-800-000-MEN. 1-800-000-636, that is the number. And uh, look, we just want to encourage you, our heart at Momentum is for men to get connected, to do life together, to have a conversation. And if you've got nobody in your world right now and you want a confidential conversation, then you can do that, 1-800-000-636. And the reason I'm plugging that again is because, you know, we're coming up to the end of the year. It's been a big few years, and let's be honest, uh, every year has a mix of, of highs and lows. Some of them are good, some of them are bad. Things that have been completed, things that are still ongoing. And sometimes we might need to chat some of that through. So as we approach the end of the year, we thought it might be beneficial to have a guide as to how to look back over the last 12 months, acknowledge and process some of the things that have happened to us in our lives, and so we can move forward and positively into 2023. And to help us do that is Pastor Counselor and our good friend at Momentum, Steve Wickham. Welcome back, Steve. So good to be here, uh, Tim and Dez. Yeah, you're welcome, man. It's good to have you back, man. I mean, um, you know, you've been on the show a few times now and, uh, you know, we, we just love what you have to bring. When we talk about this idea of letting go and some of the stuff, you know, I mean, you're not immune to that as well. I mean, you've had some fairly key things happen in your life in the last few months, which we'll get to in a moment. But I'm just going to quickly scoot around the three of us. And, you know, we're in December. We're at the end of the year. How are you guys feeling? Because for a lot of us, when we get to the end of the year, it you know, the year kind of catches up with us, doesn't it? It's like, I'm ready for a break. So how are you guys feeling? Well, for me, um, I'm actually feeling really good at this time of the year. Normally, the last few years, I haven't been. Hmm. And I'll put that down to two reasons, um, and I can go into into those if you want. First of all, I think I've applied some new boundaries this year, and they've worked out well. Hmm. And also, I've got some peace, some real peace in my vocational context, which I've struggled to, to obtain over the last few years. But I'm actually in a good place. I'm not sure about you, Des. Oh, that's, am- that's amazing. That's right. Look, you know, I've, I've, I'm mixed, to be totally honest. I, I have mixed feelings. Because when you get to my age, you get tired a lot quicker. And that certainly, that certainly impacted me. But, you know, I, I'm excited about what we've been able to do with Momentum. 
And that's you know, a hugely positive thing for the end of the year. But I have to say my heart is heavy because my only sister passed away uh, you know, six weeks, eight weeks ago. Um, and that was such a shock. And so uh, you know, I've, I have struggled and I'm struggling to come to terms with that. But um, you know, blessed in so many ways and blessed with you know, good health, uh, blessed with you know, good, good place to live. I'm blessed doing this ministry, and I'm, I'm blessed to have the faith I have. It's, uh, it's amazing to have faith in Jesus. It's amazing. What about you, Tim? I was going to let Steve come back to you, but we'll pause that, Steve. Look, to be honest, uh, uh, same, similar to you in the fact that I, I feel like I'm in a good space mentally, but I'm, I'm tired. It's been a big 12 mm-hmm. months, and I feel like I, I'm not in a negative spot, but um, I just feel like I just need a couple of weeks of doing nothing. No phone, no emails, no people to contact and things to chase up and, and do that sort of thing. And I think that's fairly normal mm-hmm. at this end, yeah. at the end of the year, where it's like, it's been a big year. We're ready just for some downtime. And, you know, we're going to talk about how do we process the year. Interesting, Des, that you mentioned, and then let's pick that back up because Steve is going to interject with regards to what was happening for you and how you're processing the loss of your sister. Mm. So, Steve, you were going to you were going to jump in on that. Well, twenty seventh of August this year, I lost my mum, and so I think we're in the same yeah. place, Des, as far as trying to grapple with with loss and uh, and grief and that sort of thing. And that's the only yeah. it's the only area of my life that uh, has been kind of you know off mark, you know, this mm. year. Yeah. But there are some things to learn out of that as well. And um, just while you're talking about being tired, that's mm. the kind of that's an invitation to retreat. I've, I, I love, uh, and I'll have to give it to you after. Now, this afterward. is Ruth Haley Barton, yep. a book called Invitation to Retreat, The Gift and Necessity of Time Away with God. Yeah. yeah I mean, the whole thing around my sister, if I could just say, mm. is, you know, I have the video of her funeral, mm. and I, I can't watch it. Yeah. Mm. And that's a symptom, I know, of me not having grieved sufficiently or the right way or whatever the right term is steve you would know that better than me but you know uh, and paul one of our core guys along with Stephen and tim uh, offered to sit with with me to go through that video yeah but i need to go through it myself and and i'm struggling with that and you know to be honest it's a gutsy thing for you to say that and mm. especially in this context is i i just respect you for for be, for, for saying that because it gives us all permission, doesn't mm. it, to, to grieve, to be sad. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Well, I, and, and look, uh, the truth is, I think, does as well. Like, for me, you know, I lost my mum last January. And different context to you uh, in the fact that I didn't, I wasn't super close with my mum. She was in the UK and I had to watch the funeral online, which was a bizarre experience as well. But it was interesting, and it has been rather since probably then the last 18 months, that um, I don't necessarily think too much about that, although there's been some really key moments in the last 18 months that I would not have expected. And I think we're mm-hmm. going to talk about this, Steve, when we talk about the grieving journey and the yep. grieving process and how certain things will just come up at really random moments. Mm. Yeah. And it will be then that I will then have to process whether it's a good moment or a grieving moment or a frustration moment, um, you know, or a like a, a a lack or a loss kind of moment. It, it, it's funny how grief works, isn't it? Yep. And it's not always straightforward. Yeah. Yeah. But I think, Des, yeah, the key is, you know, at some stage when the time is right for you, and I think you'll know when the time is right, you know, being able to, to embrace the video and watch the video and, mm. 
and then take the process yeah. from there. It's, and it's, let's be honest, it's not easy. Loss is never easy. No, and there are yeah. no rules about this, are there? And uh, just taking your time. And that's right. That's giving yourself as much agency as the key word, agency, and having power over the own over your own process. It's really important. Yes, yes. So let's let's speak to the guys listening, right? I mean, and they may be even in a situation, uh, you know, this year as well. I mean, look, there's all sorts of things that could have happened for people, right, when it comes to loss. <laughs> whether it's um, a person, whether it's a relationship, whether it's a job, um, you know, and anything in between and all of that sort of stuff. But I'm going to start with a question, Steve, of generically, why why do we need to do this, particularly as men? Mm-hmm. Because a lot of guys, you know, we just, you know, head down, bum up, we just keep going. We just yep. keep churning on and, yep. you know, and at some stage this stuff might catch up yep. with us, right? But But why is it important to say when we get to the end of the year to just have some time and go, let me just have a look back have a process of some of this stuff what are the benefits of that well if you put it off it'll catch up with you you know that's grief just does yeah that's the key isn't it i met with a mentor for lunch today and he was telling me about four years later he was grieving his his dad writing a a, a message around the father's heart and suddenly it hit him wow and you know he, he didn't put it off for any any particular reason but i think there's so much to be had in holding space for yourself and opening space and for giving yourself time to grieve and for permission yeah. for whatever comes, you know, whether it's tears, there's, there's all sorts of things that, that come out of that process. Can I, can I ask also then, when we're putting it off, mm-hmm. right, for a lot of guys, what, what are the symptoms of that? And, and I'm going to use myself as a bit of an example here, but I know when I didn't deal with some of the stuff with my mum, a lot of anger mm-hmm. unresolved yep. internally, a lot of irritation. Yep. A lot of unhappiness with life in yeah. general. Like yeah. I didn't just feel particularly happy. Yeah. Um, like there was these sort of key things where I didn't really feel peaceful. Mm-hmm. You know, while I was uh, this stuff that sat in the background that hadn't been dealt with. Is that fairly common for a lot of guys? Well, I think so. You know, and, and anger is that secondary emotion. We've talked about it before. Fear and, and sadness, those primary emotions that men typically have a lot of trouble with. You know, be, being honest mm-hmm. about being sad and and being fearful. It's a, it's a feels like a massive weakness, but the paradox is they actually real strengths they're real strengths mm. and there's nothing wrong with staying a, a little busy you've, you've got to you know i think that's actually a good thing so mm. don't don't but don't get so busy that you put it off make some time for it make some time to process it with those you trust and using your mm. words get the words out you know express yourself you know if you're in a situation where you're grieving but you haven't you know, for those people like myself, whose family are in Ireland, Tim, you with your family in England, you know, it's it's a different scenario when you know, you're there and present and in. Like, so when my father died, I was in Ireland, and you know, I was in the middle of the process, and you know, we can go into what happened then, but but that's another subject. But you know, this is it's different when you're on the other side of the world. And there'll be lots of guys listening you know, to this podcast and they say to themselves, well, you know, it's okay, you can be at your dad's funeral, but, you know, what happens when you, you can't, when you can't be there? It's the other end of the world, it happens suddenly and, you know, you can't afford to go over or, or whatever it happens to be. You know, it makes it so much more difficult because you feel isolated, you feel remote. What I would say, it's about acknowledgement and two key terms are ambiguous loss and complicated grief. So you're talking about layers of grief and layers that make yeah. things more complicated. So it's about acknowledging that. So it might be a deeper journey, a longer journey. Mm. Mm. Um, it's certainly, um, that's, they're added complications. You've got thousands of kilometres and, and huge distance. 
Do, is that mm. I suppose when you when you if you want to encapsulate that Des and then Steve what what Des is saying is does that then um, make it harder make the struggle harder to find the word closure like closure with the acceptance piece of this has actually mm. happened because mm. it feels I know it's happened but it yeah. feels so distant mm. because yeah. I wasn't there yeah. therefore I can't really get my head around it it's hard to acknowledge it and therefore it's hard for me to fully get closure yeah. with it yep yep definitely well I think acknowledgement yeah. as far as a process about doing the acknowledgement I think acknowledgement as far as being acceptance and closure that that comes that's an undefined kind of thing isn't it it's mm. very uh, yeah. nebulous and it's it's yes. maybe a long way away but we have to trust mm. and hope that if we do our grieving that that will come probably not so much clo- i'm not sure about closure but i think acceptance uh, mm. out of those five stages of grief mm. it's a really important concept <laughs> look you know we're, we're talking about letting go and we're talking about wrapping up this year really well and uh, you know it wasn't where i expected to go in the first 15 minutes of the show <laughs> that's for sure but uh, look i think there's a lot in that and what i think we should do guys is take a short break and encourage the guys to go to momentumaustralia.org. Have a quick look around the website while we, uh, we just take a short break. And Steve, I think when we come back, let's talk about the stages of grief. You know, because um, for, for guys to really let go well, uh, there are stages that we can go through that will then help us process this. And we talked about conclusion and acceptance. Uh, we can talk about that and maybe help the guys in the second half of the show just to end the end the year really well and process some of this stiff stuff really well uh it is steve wickham tim and des with you it is momentum australia all around australia we're going to take a short break and check out the website in the meantime momentumaustralia.org and we're going to be uh, back with steve to look at the five stages of grief in just a tick stay tuned this is momentum a show that helps men succeed in life find out more at momentumaustralia.org If this program has highlighted something you'd like prayer for, we'd love to pray for you. Call 1-800-PRAY-FOR-ME. That's 1-800-772-936. It's a free call. Or text 0401 132 888. You're listening to Momentum, a show that helps men succeed in life. Find out more at MomentumAustralia.org. Well, welcome back to this week's show. It is uh, Tim and Dave's with you, of course, and our special guest is uh, Steve Wickham, and we're talking about letting go. How do we kind of process some of the stuff that's happened to us this year? Uh, I suppose put it to bed and uh, get ready for a brand new year, 2023. You know, th- there are steps to particularly grief, stages of grief, and we want to explore that now because some of this may really help you in letting go of some of the stuff that you've been journeying through in 2022. And so, Steve, let, let's start mm. with, actually, I'll quickly run through the five. Mm. The first is denial, anger, bargaining, depression, and then acceptance. So, let's go back to denial mm-hmm. and explore what that actually means. Mm-hmm. I mean, it sounds fairly obvious, mm-hmm. but just expand on that for us. Yeah, and just acknowledging Elizabeth Kubler-Ross, you know, these these five stages are really, really, you know, true in in our lives as far as loss and grief is Mm -hmm. concerned. For me, denial could be shock. It's like the the initial shock of what's happened, Mm. and it's reconciling. That that shock will take a while, and there there are levels of shock. There are stoke and worst stages of shock within that. Um, and really, oh, the only other thing I would say about the five stages before we get into the other ones is that sometimes you can get a bit of intermelding, so you can go from you know one to another. It doesn't always happen in a straight linear process. Sure, but definitely shock is a, is another word I think for that uh, that stage of denial. 
Well, what I what I also like is that she says this stage is usually a temporary defense, mm. which I think is interesting. Yeah, because I suppose there's the shock, but we don't necessarily want to admit that mm-hmm. or um, believe that this has happened. Yeah. And so the defense is that we deny mm. what's actually mm-hmm. happened. I mm-hmm. suppose that's what she's saying. Definitely. And and if you you were to skip forward to the to the third step as far as bargaining is concerned. So, there's a bit of intermixing denial and bargaining. So, sometimes we can't face, you know, the, the, the truth of the of the grief of the loss. It's too hard. It's too painful. Mm. So, that temporary defence very much. Steve, then let me ask you, how, how do we move in that stage of denial? How do we move from that, that place where it is a bit of a defence mechanism? Mm. We, we don't want to accept that this mm-hmm. may have happened. Yeah. How do we start that acceptance piece when we're in that space? Is it just a matter of time? Or what can we do practically to kind of sit with that and go, I, I'm not even sure how to start accepting? Yeah. Classically, I think denial does have a time kind of period to it. But yes. there are also times, I mean, three months ago, yesterday, we lost mum. There are still some times when I think, is she, still, is she really dead? You know, there's that kind of thing, yeah. and that's. I think that's normal. And acceptance, if we, you know that that where we want to get to, if mm. we can accept that that that's okay, you know that there are times and you feel that way. That's maybe a way of of you know getting fast tracking and getting through that that denial piece. So. Okay, all right. Uh, l- let's move towards anger then, which mm. is the stage number two. I- I'm assuming then that this is we we've started to accept what's happened. But we don't like what's mm-hmm. happened, Definitely. and so we move in anger. Yeah, yeah, and you know, anger is is a realistic emotion. I mean, you, this is an injustice that's happened. You know, you, how dare death take my loved one, my loved one, or my relationship, or something else—a huge loss, my yes. career away from me. Hmm. Any of these are losses. But the the key thing is to be angry. But as the Bible says, be angry, but do not sin. You know, that's the to try and process that anger in a way that doesn't hurt ourselves or doesn't hurt others. But it's legitimate. Yeah. It's a legitimate emotion to, to experience. Let's move to, to number three, bargaining. Um, what does that actually mean then? When we, 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 so we've started, at, we've denied, then we've started to accept, but we're angry about this, and then we move into bargaining. Mm-hmm. What does that mean? Well, it can mean that you want the way, you want your life back the way it was. Right. So you're prepared to bargain th- th- that way through. And I think it, the main thing is about acknowledging that, you know, the, the desires of your heart are, are there and uh, things have changed, losses come in, you've lost something that's not coming back. And that's that can only yeah. make us feel sad. Mm. So the issue around that is uh, to, to understand that bargaining is is going to happen, um, but talk our way through it. You know, trying to work at, work with the new normal. Mm. If number four is depression, right? Mm-hmm. How then do we flip from bargaining into depression? Is it that the bargaining hasn't worked, <laughs> and then we find ourselves <laughs> where we are, yeah. and then and then yeah. that, the depression well, sets in? It's no surprise that depression comes before acceptance because depression, you're in that place of truth. The truth is yeah. you've landed in that place of truth and it's not changing. Yeah. And it's a horrible and a hard and a, and a fearful and a very, very sad place to be in. And, of course, depression, this is not cl- often not classical de- depression as far as clinical depression. It's grief. It's, it's a situational depression. So... Mm. 
and um, maybe yeah. not has all the hallmarks of a, of a true depression but it's not just sadness but it's also feeling very unmotivated and and feeling like mm. yeah it's much more than just the sadness but it is at a place where you're sitting in the truth so how do we how do we then over a period of time mm-hmm. reach point number five we've gone from denial to anger to bargaining through to the depression into point number five of the stages of grief and this is acceptance mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. How how does that happen then? Do you think when we move from depression into acceptance, is it that the 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 good days become more frequent, the bad days become less frequent, and all of a sudden there is a I've gone through the turmoil, the the depths of despair, yeah. and now mm. I can kind of see that even though it's not ideal, I will be okay, and this will be okay. I think it is a connection with the new normal, and it is the re-entry of yeah. joy. It's the re-entry of, um, in the new context, I'm in a, in a place where I accept the things I can't change, and we're moving on, uh, and, and mm. life, maybe some of those hopes are, are, are actually being become realised in some ways. Um, it's sort of, it's the thing you pray for in all of your grief, in, 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 as you're grieving. Oh, well, you want to get to acceptance. And you have little, you'll have d- days where you'll have little tastes of acceptance. You know, mm. it'll, it'll come in for a few hours or a day or that sort of thing. Mm. And sometimes you can get to a place where you think, oh, I've arrived. And then you flip back. So be gentle with yourself because it's a, it is a bit of a topsy-turvy sort of journey. Yes, it's interesting. Is it is it fair to say that when you're going to acceptance, you realise there's other things going on in your world that you have to deal with? You have to um, like joy, like happiness, like life, doing life well. All those things, and it may be a job, and it may be your faith, or maybe whatever it is. Um, you you realise that you you do have to move on. Well, it's an important point there, Des, because I think if we connect in with connecting with others and, and serving others and connecting with the suffering world, I think this is the thing. Yeah. That depression can actually open our eyes to the massive amount of suffering in the world. And so it actually might mm-hmm. connect us with other people's suffering. And it's not yeah. that we're going to deny our own suffering, but if we can serve into that suffering of others, we learn mm-hmm. a huge amount of empathy. So this is actually, depression is not an all downside. You, on the other side of it, once you've gotten through, you know, as I say, uh, if you're going through hell, keep going. That's mm. the old uh, mm. Sir Winston Churchill quote. If you get, once you get through, you, you, you realise what massive resources you've got of empathy that, you, that could only have come through being in that deep and hard, dark night of the soul kind of place. Yeah. And look, uh, if you have uh, nobody in your world that you feel like you can have a conversation with, we're going to point you back to the Momentum Care Line. That's 1-800-000-636, 1-800-000-MEN. And of course, the Momentum Australia website, MomentumAustralia.org. You'll find a whole bunch of resources online at the website. You can reach out to us too, and we can hopefully connect you locally. And of course, we love your financial support of this uh, men's ministry so that we can continue well into 2023 but wrapping up the show for this week with pastor steve wickham steve it's always a pleasure having you on the show man you've got so much to share with us and you know taking us through some of those stages today that the guys can implement over the next few weeks hopefully and put them in a good step for 2023 i think is really crucial so appreciate you having on the show man thanks for being a part of momentum thanks tim thanks des you've been listening to momentum a show that helps men succeed in life For more information or to hear this week's show again, go to MomentumAustralia.org. You can also access a whole range of resources to help you on your journey and to get in touch with the team at MomentumAustralia.org. Until next time, keep moving forward with Momentum. Momentum.